0: following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the panel discussion. As always, I am your host, one half of this awesome team, Greg Knowlton. And I am joined by my partner,
2: your your partner, the the sidekick, Matt Johnson. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. And welcome back to another edition of the panel discussion. You're home for comic book talk every week right here on the network. Lots of fun stuff to talk about today. Of course, we are continuing on with our Women's History Month. And we got some cool characters to examine. If you clicked on the episode, you kind of already know who we're going with. But regardless, uh, before we get into all that, got to thank our sponsors first and foremost. Fat Man's Pizza, operating out of Tonawanda, New York. Really good pizza, subs, wings, and so much more. Stop by twenty-seven twelve Niagara Falls Boulevard, and uh, or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Make sure you go check them out, support them as they have supported us. Also, our good friend, Mrs. Christine Hoover for Cobalt Bank of Real Estate. serving in Niagara County. Let her make the home buying or selling process as easy as it can be for you. Call her 716-731-1216 and tell her you heard her, you heard about her through us. So, so, yeah, those are our sponsors. Thank you so much to them. And, yeah, let's roll right along with this episode. Greg, 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 Greg. That's what movie. do we got? Go- what do we got going on in the world of comic book pop culture?
1: So we 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 know at this point we've gotten another awesome um, movie trailer. I'll start start there. We've gotten to see our final look. I think is what it's going to be um, of the Black Widow movie before it releases uh, at the end of this month, March twenty third. Am I wrong on that date? Think May first. You think May 1st? I think you're right. There's something else that was coming out. Uh, But yeah, so I really dug this trailer. Yeah, May 1st. Um, I'm not going to get too much into certain things and what I expect uh, because I think we're going to have an episode for Black Widow. um, And I would love to talk about the movie and how it's going to unfold there and where i think they're moving um but there are some cool little easter eggs in the trailer and one of the ones um the things that kind of messed me up is she there's a line where she said before i joined the avengers i had red tape now i don't know if it's going to be an introduction i don't know if it's going to be um kind of like just a recording following back that line or if it's actually changing the timeline. And one of the reasons I'm a little not sure is there's a quick blink and you missed it. Um, we already saw a taskmaster flashing the, the, the shield, which we assume he learned from either captain America or guardian, the red guardian, or a little bit of both. But there's a scene where he raises his hands and flashes a set of claws, um, very reminiscent of black Panther. So it kind of makes me wonder. And, and now T'Chaka has existed as Black Panther, so we can assume maybe he saw something there uh, and studied him that way. But I feel like either the timeline's a little different than we expected, or they purposely are kind of throwing us off um, with these Easter eggs um, because these characters are characters Taskmaster can see without having seen the Avengers in action. Um, But it really really makes me wonder. It kind of gets me excited to see if there's a couple other. Easter eggs we're gonna get of Taskmaster copying popular heroes. Uh, you know he uses the bow and arrows. He, did he copy Hawkeye in that sense, or um, was he part of Hawkeye's training, sort of, and have a similar back backstory there? Um, there's a lot to wonder with that, and I'm very curious to see how it all ties in, um, and if it has any implications on the Hawkeye show that they are currently recording.
2: Yeah, that is that's actually a really good idea. Uh, yeah, I've seen that's go That's finally going underway. Jeremy Renner, very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be as much like a throwaway movie as a lot of people think. I yeah, think people, I think a lot of people think this is just going to be like that feminism woohoo movie to Black Widow. But, uh, Marvel does everything with a purpose. They they leave no, uh, potential detail or path to a future movie uh like no none of those stones unturned uh so there's definitely going to be huge implications in this whether it's becomes a movie whether it's for hawkeye whether you know i've heard a lot of rumors of uh omega red potentially being a character slash factor in this movie which i find particularly interesting uh there
1: are there are a lot of ross is confirmed for it as well Yeah, Uh, so that could be Red Hulk, maybe Red Hulk or as simple as the Thunderbolts, uh, which is totally a possibility as well. Like we might get a little teaser of that and that might play into the Falcon show. Um, We really don't know.
2: No, we don't. I even heard a a rumor about a a brief appearance by uh, RDJ as Iron Man to kind of fill in. Yeah um some space. I've heard some you know, some stuff like that, but uh regardless, I'm excited. It's it's it is weird though, because uh obviously the last couple of years we've had so much like Avengers hype. It's been Infinity War, then Endgame, uh mm. pretty much one after another going into this like time of year. And as excited as I am for Black Widow and, and, and stuff like that, it's 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 weird having a cool like pump the brakes a little bit. So I'm- yeah,
1: but I think uh, I like this because now here's our soft reset, and we're gonna start to get an idea of where we're going next. But I don't think it's gonna be as quick as we've kind of gotten in the past. I think we're almost back to um, phase like how phase one worked at first, where it's gonna be a slow connection that's gonna build us back up.
2: No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much that. Also, i seen on the interwebs today, uh, Thor 4 is actually confirmed to feature the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's from comicbook.com. They're a pretty reliable source. Uh, we go through them for a lot of news and stuff that usually pans out to be true. And this is something I think a lot of people were hoping for, uh, something I was hoping for, almost expected, but didn't know if how it was going to transpire. Uh, which is it's good to see like that. That's one dynamic that I really wanted to see explored in at least one movie, uh, and I'm glad Thor four is going to tackle that relationship a little bit. And cause I think Thor four might come out before Guardians Volume three. I'm yeah, not sure that
1: I, I, it's kind of weird up in the box there.
2: Yeah, I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but I know because of the the law with James Gunn being. Uh, having to finish Suicide Squad 2 before he comes back and starts filming. Uh, you know, they're they're gonna try and keep the Guardians fresh. So I think it's a great idea. It's smart to yeah. keep them relevant because they still are very popular, but you can tell uh they're really not at the forefront right now like they were five years ago. Uh so that's so that's one yeah, th- that's just one I'm really like giddy with excitement for. We're gonna see more crossovers with a lot of characters going forward and uh to have Thor and Guardians together is a uh that's that's big for me. That's big in my book. It's a selling point. I already knew I wanted to see a Thor 4, and then you add this in. Uh, it, it definitely spices it up for me.
1: I agree. Um, and on, on top of Thor 4, we do have that confirmation that Christian Bale will be involved as the villain. Um, and so much speculation on who that could be. Um, and I'm very curious. Like I was kind of digging Christian Bale as Norman Osborn, to be honest, and it doesn't look like that's what we're going to get now. Um, but I'm curious to see where this goes and, um, what kind of villain we get out of Christian Bale. It's starting to get to the point where I feel like Marvel is tapping like every top star of all time and they're eventually going to run out of them and have to start like pulling from TV or something to fill these roles because all of the megastars have been involved in Marvel almost at this point
2: which is a cool thing. I mean, 10 uh well not 10 years ago, 15 20 years ago, if you're trying to get stars in, involved in superhero movies it was like pulling teeth and now it's like yeah. the cool thing to do. Uh but a yeah. lot of people I I have noticed that a lot of people are hoping that Christian Bale ends up playing Gore. Yes. Uh I'm not super familiar with the character, but I've seen a lot of hopes for that to be the you know, the character that Christian Bale plays. So, um yeah, I've never I've never heard of him prior. Obviously, it's somebody I'll have to do my research on, but uh, it's definitely a possibility. Uh, I think for for
1: Bale to pull off. I agree. I agree. Um, other sides of news. I'll let you take the 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 little our little exciting trailer we got because um, I know you're pretty excited about it. Which for video video game
2: oh yeah that one duh. <laughs> uh <laughs> all right as a as a as a you know happy uh video game kind of sewer that i am uh we recently had the pleasure of seeing a spoiler uh, or trailer for spawn to appear in mortal Kombat 11 now this is a this is a i mean this is a pretty big deal it's it i don't I think this he might be the first comic book character to appear in a Mortal Kombat game. And he just fits. He fits just right with this kind of universe. Um, obviously Spawn being of right, is he Image or Dark he's Dark Horse, right? Or is he, he- is.
1: He is currently image property, image. but he okay. is a dark horse property originally. Um he's one of those characters that kind of gets bounced around a little bit.
2: Yeah, they're pretty much freelancing characters. And so this is like a really neat addition. We knew he was coming. We didn't know how good he would look. And like he just he just fits perfectly in the Mortal Kombat world. His his moves uh like his special his special moves were awesome looking, his fatality was unbelievable like i'm very impressed with the design excuse me of the character and uh what was the guy's name who does the voice
1: uh oh Keith. david is back yeah Keith david, in the that's right so
2: and it sounds it sounds really really good so yeah, that he's comes out
1: its role from the the animated series so it's super cool so so yeah look out for that that's coming
2: soon i don't remember the date exactly but uh so if you're playing if you're still playing mortal kombat 11 i know it's been out for damn near almost a year now uh, but if you're still playing it that's a long time for dlc that's a long stretch for dlc yeah but uh regardless if you haven't picked it up in a while this character release of spawn is uh is definitely worth you you know playing the game again i know i just recently got it on the switch i've been playing it just about non-stop and i I probably put it down for the last couple of weeks, but uh, hearing that spawns coming back is definitely going to make me want to play this game again, especially uh, with just such a good job uh, from, uh, from a production standpoint uh, that they
1: did with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is there, I guess we can, we can hop in real quick. Um, I will talk Batman. Um and I know a lot of people are on the fence with the Batman footage we've seen between the cowl and the um, the vehicle and everything and the Batmobile. And I am just here to shed some light. <laughs> <laughs> this is Batman year two. So technically, uh, if you've seen Batman year one, this uniform, um, this cowl, this outfit, this costume looks very similar to what we've seen with Batman year one. Um, and I think there's some samurai esque inspirations in the scene where he's riding the motorcycle, but also um, it doesn't look like that's his cowl throughout in the scene where he's standing next to the Batmobile. It's very much more of a traditional Batman suit. um, And that is more of like a motorcycle suit. And I feel like it has specific implications on what's going on in that scene. And again, um, I think it's, kind of more based on his rough and tough martial arts at this point uh, and he's kind of figuring out his suit throughout the movie um i would still very much say that anything is in this movie would not be a hundred percent what's going to move forward with this character um, because it's still batman learning it's not Sat in stone, any any of the decisions with the cowl with the Batmobile, um, he's still figuring out exactly how to do his job at this point. So if there are any sequels, I think they would change some things as it moves forward. Um as far as the Batmobile though, one of the things a lot of people have said is, well, it's just a regular muscle, a souped-up muscle car. That's not very Batman. Um and I want to set that straight. Batman has had a caddy, he's had a Corvette, he's had a stock Mustang, I believe. Um, He's had a couple pretty just standard stock vehicles Uh, The you know, Batman 66 was just a souped up standard muscle car. Um, So it's pretty normal for this. I I think um, the later movies we got spoiled with these crazy, unique vehicles. And part of that was, you know, Tim Burton, um, the animated series where you can do something like that realistically, and the Tumblr, which now like. People love the Tumblr. I want to remind everybody <laughs> that when the Tumblr came out, everyone hated it in the original Batman Returns. Like, I remember just seeing people, hearing people crucify the Tumblr. Like, why is he just driving a military vehicle? That's not Batman. That's not very inconspicuous. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, a muscle car is pretty inconspicuous, and it makes sense he could rip around the town in that regular-sized vehicle. Uh, it's, um,
2: yeah, it's a little more <laughs> casual. Yeah, which I like. I mean, things can only get so large before it gets too ridiculous. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot. You can't get a whole lot bigger, uh, unless you have Batman legit driving a tank through the streets of Gotham, like a straight up just military tank. Uh, It's it's gotten you are it has gotten a little ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be more small time like Batman, though, too. This is going to be our detective. This is going to be our roots, Batman. Batman's going to lose fights. Um, if you haven't read... If, you, if you're if you not excited about this movie and you haven't read Batman Year One, um, I recommend you read it. I recommend you read some of the early Scott Snyder run, too, uh, because it's awesome. And that's just me on my soapbox defending this. Cause, and I think it's just in general right now. We're in a period of, like, superhero lull, because even Marvel's getting it, like, oh um black widow like people are just want to be angry right now give these movies a chance trust me i know it's a pain especially with dc comics it's really hard to give movies a chance um but definitely do it and with this batman comic i'm trying to shut off everything i have going into this and i'm just looking at the cast and looking at um how the styling looks and i was like okay i can tell which comic books they're going for here um and they are going to take a like a nolan step at a more realistic looking uh look at batman i think but i still think it's going to get a little wild as it progresses but that's my soapbox
2: (laughs) no it's it's true though because I we we post stuff to the facebook page about it and people are just like this is trash this is bad um and uh, yeah it's just people just like to get emotional they hate change Mm -hmm. uh you know this and that but it's like what i i just think people like to complain too much you have to give all these these movies a chance uh you know and and that's one of
1: my one beef with i think the movie culture as well though is people have um set their their expectations based on what they've seen live action in the past Um, And forget like how many just Batman alone, how many different takes, how many different suits, how many different personalities he's had as a character based on the writers, and how many of them have been famous and moved forward and done really well. um, That it's okay to take it in a different direction. Like uh, I think people have like this set idea of Batman as the animated series Batman, and now the Dark Knight. Um, and they forget all of these different versions exist of this character. So we can get all these different takes realistically, and there's nothing really wrong with it.
2: No, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, just that's just, just how society is, I guess, nowadays. Just people very, very emotional uh, in, in reacting to it. Like, it, it, look at, I mean, I look back to like Ant Man. the ant-man movie and you know i I hate to be that like you know everything comes back to marvel kind of guy but it's true people like oh ant-man's gonna be trash it's gonna be this and that and it turned out to be one of like those like cult classic movies of the mcu so far yeah i agree uh, which which put it shut up a lot of people uh you know when they finally went around and seen it uh so like you have to give things a chance there's very few like superhero properties nowadays that that fall like short like fall very short like below expectations. I think the 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 most disappointed I've ever been in a superhero movie was probably the the most recent Fantastic 4, but that was yeah. I should have seen it coming. Uh you know with with a lot of these like like I'm really hyped up for Robert Pattinson uh you know in this Batman portrayal and I did see something um today that I found particularly interesting uh with the potential of oh damn it it slipped my mind um johnny depp uh potentially as the joker
1: that is interesting to me i, see, I would yeah. dig johnny depp a lot as the the riddler to be honest but i like that and i think there's a possibility um i definitely think it's cool to see he's kind of on the rise as Uh, returning after everything that happened. And it's funny because I'm actually going to talk about something that involves him um, very briefly, but yeah, I think it's cool that he's starting to get opportunities again and um, his careers kind of coming back after those issues he had, you know, he's been recast um, as Jack Sparrow again for Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, And he, people are kind of writing the wrongs of him getting blacklisted the way he did for something he didn't do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, th- this would be a good, this would be a good rise uh, for him, good comeback. And, you know, did we, we you know, all know like how many we've had? Ironically, want
1: him to be the Hatter.
2: <laughs> I could see that. I could he's definitely see that. You know, he's that.
1: been the Mad Hatter in, in, you know, Ale- Alice in Wonderland, but I think him like taking a villainous and like sadistic version of that character could be real fun. <laughs>
2: It definitely could be. It definitely could be. Like, I, I don't know. Whoever d- becomes, like, the next official, like, Joker, like, I think jo- jo- Joaquin Phoenix's is, is going to be, like, a one-off or maybe they do another one um, yeah. out of it. But, uh, you know, they, I just want somebody, like, in place and there and, like, consistent with. And I, I think that's really what's been missing with d- with the Batman lore from a movie perspective is, is like, a, another iconic um infrequent character like I th- I think that's what we need I, I I don't know if I can take like another like one-off kind of kind of deal yeah. um you know I, I of course I would have loved to see more Heath Ledger Joker and there was talks about that being a possibility way back in the day you know af- unfortunately after his death um or before his death uh, about him returning yeah. and I, th- I think that's really what a Batman movie needs, and I think if Robert Pattinson's this is supposed to take off the way we hope it is, I think you're gonna need that that Joker yeah. aspect that's kind of always there.
1: Ironically, so when Heath Ledger passed away, they actually had thought about recasting the Joker for the third movie, but thought it was in bad taste. And Johnny Depp was who they were gonna have fill those shoes because he was friends with Heath Ledger and he had the right build and every they thought he could fit that character pretty well. And make it almost unrecognizable that they switched um so that that is kind of interesting um and I, I agree with you, I think we haven't had this long standing character, and one of the things i, I really wanted a to quick touch on with Joaquin Phoenix is too is he's so old in that movie, and Batman's supposed to be so young um I think we almost get more of a this he gets this red esque personality where he inspires the future joker um Kind of the way they were talking about with doing in Gotham as well, where if you know if Batman comes back and there's not some magic involved or something like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker should realistically be like 70, yeah, <laughs> so it would be weird. So if they wanted to connect those worlds, I think they could in that sense where um, he's inspired the future Joker who has been infected by the or affected by the Ace chemicals and just takes this personality and runs with it because he the whole point like i know a part of it's like starting a movement and creating um this chaos through people like identifying with him um so they could play that really well Excuse me. Uh,
2: yeah, no one one hundred percent. I think they left that kind of window open too when it wasn't the actual Joker who killed Bruce Wayne's parents in that movie. Oh, spoiler alert! My bad. But uh, I think that's it for news. Is there anything else? Any comic book? Any big name comic books coming up? Quick.
1: Um, there's a bunch of stuff that just dropped. Uh, there was a Strange Academy comic book which I'm really excited for. It's a Doctor Strange like school. Um, I think that's kind of cool. And then the other cool one, I'm gonna end up doing um, a like a new comic highlight this week of from this week and last week's comics. Um, but the other cool one I think that's coming up that's pretty awesome is they are going to do a three Jokers comic that's really supposed to change how we look at the Joker character, um, and that will be being done by Jeff Johns, who is one of my my favorite writers, who's done some awesome things. Um, with you know Green Lantern and such in the past, so I'm excited to see what he does. And it even says like right up that he is look he's reading the De- a Death in the Family, which is a huge Jim Starlin comic and famous Killing Joke, and building off those stories to kind of form this new lore around the Joker. Um, it'll be a short miniseries, and I think that'll be pretty cool. I'm looking at the they have like three variant covers of the Joker's, and they're awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see this won't be out until June, but I think that's a really cool comic and it's cool coming out at the time that it is.
2: Yeah, no, that's so lots of good stuff on the horizon. That's good to hear. Um, all right. I think that wraps that up. Let's get into our featured comic book ladies of the week. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Uh, so (laughs) as you know, now um, my one of my selections my selections for this episode was uh poison Ivy and uh you know I'm really excited to kind of dis- just get to discuss her she's I mean she's a character that I've known about for such a long time uh loved her in the cartoons loved uma Thurman's portrayal that was probably like my, my first like in like big impression of of the character poison ivy so i figured if i'm gonna spotlight one of these dc ladies it might as well be her uh yeah that was uh i'm like a i'm a bit of a pervert and when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to uma thurman's portrayal of poison ivy that was like my first like movie crush like superhero movie villainous like just female character crush because uh, I thought she did a really, really good job and, and you know, that at, well, as best as she could. We all know how that movie panned out. Uh, but uh, I'm not f- super familiar with her from a comic, like a, a reading a comic book perspective. But um, her mission is she's pretty much been the same character uh, throughout her entire existence. One thing that I've always, you know, aspect that I've liked is uh, she's not really just straight up a villain. Yeah. Uh and, and I think that's a very common misconception of Poison Ivy. She's kind of just goes to the beat of her own drum. Uh she hates humans. Hates humans. And she's often considered a uh what's the phrase? eco-terrorist. Yes, eco-terrorist. Uh so it's it's really uh and her po- obviously her powers are so cool. Uh but it's very it's like a very unique ability cuz I, I haven't seen this like uh, like these these type of powers is element of character and a whole lot of, of comic books it's not something that's very easily reproduced uh, yeah. she's such a unique character but I guess uh, real quick I'll run through some of her uh, comic book information publication information uh, her first appearance was in Batman number 181 all the way back in June of 1966 uh, she has like a couple like well, her actual name is Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley, um, Eastley. but uh, yeah, she's had a couple different areas. She's been a part of Birds of Prey, which mm-hmm. is something I hope the Birds of Prey movie franchise continues. I don't know how it's doing. Um, I haven't heard anything at the box office, but if it was to continue and get sequels, Poison Ivy is a character I would hope to uh, see eventually. Uh, she's been a part of the Injustice Gang, Injustice League, uh, Secret Society of Supervillains, Star Labs, Suicide Squad, and Gotham City Sirens. Uh and her closest friend in comic books tends to be Harley Quinn. Yes. Uh well, oh,
1: go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, she's actually featured really heavily in the new Harley Quinn animated series. Um it's like her and Harley are the new best friends, and it. it's it's. I love her character in that. I I've always liked Poison Ivy, um, but that show has made me like love her character more because she's just such a good foil to crazy Harley. She's more of the, I don't give a crap about anything, whatever, <laughs> and I love it
2: so. Much. <laughs> uh, her abilities, like her official abilities, she's a trained botanist. That's a gimme. Uh, secretes floral toxins and mind controlling pheromones. Um, we did see elements of that in, was it Batman and Robin or
1: Batman yeah. forever? No. With the kit she had like her, it on. Her it was list. the last
2: one. It was the last yeah. one. It was her and, uh, Mr. Freeze, I think.
1: And Bane. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, she's obviously, of course she's immune to toxins and different pathogens and she has the ability to mentally control the growth of plants via connection to the green. So, uh, so really, really just, very like underrated from an ability standpoint. It's, it's, it's really kind of cool. She's been portrayed as a love interest of Batman at times. And yeah, she's just a, uh, she's a character that I would actually like to see in a modern day, like live action film. Uh, I think she would do really, really well. I I just, I just remember how, like looking back at it, it in hindsight, it wasn't like the, Obviously, we all know that movie wasn't the best impression, but I think she could do a whole lot more with the way modern technology is. Um, I would definitely like to see a, a bit of a Poison Ivy reprieval in a in a live action film. But. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do. I am guilty of this. I do want to see her more from a comic book, pers- you know, in, in comic books more. Uh, that's that's fault to my own. I should I should read a little bit more about her. Uh, But she has had some pretty cool storylines to follow, too, and I'll read those off for you as well. Uh, So if you just want to kind of get into uh, Poison Ivy, just kind of get an understanding of her. Uh, We already mentioned Batman number 181, her first appearance. Uh, She's also in a storyline called Batman Poison Ivy, uh, Joker's Asylum Poison Ivy number one, and then a Detective Comics volume two, 23.1 Poison Ivy. If you want to read a little bit further into some, like here's some essential books here: Batman, Green Arrow, The Poison Tomorrow, uh, Harley and Ivy, Love on the Lamb, Batman, Poison Ivy, Cast Shadows. So a little interesting team up there. Uh, ton, plenty of Harley and Ivy books. Fruit of the Earth. A couple of series of that uh, with with Batman, Batman number five sixty eight, Batman Shadow of the Bat number eighty eight, and there's just there's there's a lot out there. There is a, there's a lot out there. Uh, very powerful character though. Uh, definitely want to see more of her and for live action portrayal. That's, that's pretty much just that. But, uh, but yeah, to my fault, uh, I haven't read a whole lot of her in comic books, but I have no, always known of her character. I used to have her toy. I had the Uma Thurman poison Ivy toy growing up when, <laughs> uh, when all those were, were happening. And uh, that was, it was actually a pretty cool action figure too, but but yeah, uh, delightful character. Absolutely.
1: So actually, and another quick fact is she is also a, uh, oops, I, another quick fact. I was, my face was away from the mic. I apologize. I was looking at my comic books. Um, she is also an avatar of the green similar to the swamp thing. Um, so it's kind of cool like an injustice. There's a really cool interaction about it, um, with it, but that's actually where he, she gets her powers. Um, despite like some of it's the accident but really she was chosen through her accident much like Swamp Thing to protect the earth. Um she just kind of takes it a different way than he does. Very
2: yeah, very very malicious um with, with that. Yeah, she her her pretty much end game is to just destroy all humans. Uh you know, and and just have plants take over the earth and it's yeah, you are right. It very two different takes. She has like the more like Malcolm X type take for it, where it's a little bit Very aggressive. and Swamp thing is a little bit more Martin Luther King. Uh, I, I guess to an extent.
1: Yeah. And it's still like honorable. Cause she's still just, she we're destroying the planet and she sees that and she's trying to save it. Um, but yeah, she just doesn't go out about it. Maybe the right way. No, 100%. But uh,
2: yeah, uh, just lovely character. Absolutely. Lovely character. Uh some real I've seen some really cool designs of her too uh over the years too. I, I know she's had obviously quite a few different artists, but uh yeah, very, very strong woman character. I'm I'm glad uh, I'm glad I get to talk about her a little bit.
1: Awesome. So I actually have bounced a million times because you know I, I keep when I look at characters, I, I have other themes in mind. Um and I also wanted to talk about a female character that might not always get highlighted. Um, you know, I had bounced with Starfire, I had had um, Hawk Girl on my mind, um, and with other themes coming up, and just the idea of like those characters kind of have been, I feel like not everyone knows them, but because of like Teen Titans and Justice League, they've been a little more at the forefront um, than some other characters. So I wanted to talk about um, the Queen of Atlantis, Mira, um, mm. you know, <laughs> Aquaman's wife. And kind of to that. and the reason I mentioned earlier, like oh, I'm she, you know, she was famously played by Amber Heard in the recent Aquaman, and they're actually talking about recasting her um, because now she's being blackballed for um, her crimes in her marriage with Johnny Depp. So um, <laughs> it's a very interesting story. If you want to go read it, I'm not going to divulge into it here, but it's very different um, than what you would expect. So Mira is, you know, famously Aquaman's wife um she was first appeared in Aquaman 11 in September of 1963 um and was you know more of a supporting character um but she has faced a lot she's gone through a lot as a character uh one of the things i actually didn't know about her until doing some research is she not was not originally from Atlantis but she was from a, another realm called Zebel Um, It was an Aqualand where she is like a rough kingdom, but she was also the queen there and was actually sent as an assassin to kill Aquaman before they fell in love, Um, which I find super interesting (laughs) because that's not normally how it falls out.
2: (laughs) No, not at all.
1: Um, But, yeah, so she's been the queen a couple of times. Uh, And the other weird thing I found out was she had um, she has an evil twin sister called Hilla. Um, which I did not know, but on the other hand, I have read some Aquaman recently. Um, and w- when we did our Aquaman episode a while back, I'd really dug into it and noticed how strong she was, um, of a character and, you know, she's had a lot going on. Um, she has faced some different things. Uh, her character has gone through like a mental breakdown. She has had a baby, Um, they have famously have Aqua baby. And just recently in the last, I think it's like the current run of Aquaman, she was actually pregnant again and giving birth to another baby. Um, but also as a character, she's always been the grounding for Aquaman. So Aquaman has been kicked out of the kingdom. He has been, um, you know, disappeared and left to, to live on earth and she has served as the Queen of Atlantis without Aquaman. She has fought uh, for Aquaman in his place when he was kind of having a mental breakdown and figuring everything out. Um, she's kind of stepped in and brought him back. And she's just stupid strong. Um, I remember reading in a comic not too long ago where um, it, it was an Ocean Master issue of Aquaman where he was fighting Ocean Master, and Ocean Master is actually drowning Gotham. And she's so powerful that she's able to actually whip up all of the water in Gotham uh, and relocate it to keep everyone safe. You know, it tires her out, but it was insane to see that level of of power. Um, you know, as a as a supporting character, you usually don't see that. But she has more of the manipulation over the water that Aquaman doesn't. Um, and it's super cool. She can make weapons out of water and like solidify it. Um and it's just a very interesting character. I think she's a, a character we forget about. I think she has a like a will and a personality equal to that of Wonder Woman uh, and carries that royalty in a similar way.
2: Yeah, I 100 I percent agree with that. Uh, she is very regal and, and royal, so to speak, um, and very criminally. Yeah, underappreciated. I know the movie put some put some shine, put some light on her uh, her character, but uh, yeah, not a whole lot of people talk about her. Uh, I did see. I can't remember. I don't know. It was a clip of a cartoon or something where actually her and Wonder Woman fought for Aquaman's like love interest. It was really weird, and I think Wonder Woman like beheaded her or something like that. It was so oh, weird.
1: That is called that is. It wasn't for Wonder Woman's uh, love interest. That is from flashpoint oh uh, okay and in flashpoint uh themiscara is actually at war with atlantis and in the comic books and in the movie as well the flashpoint paradox movie uh, wonder woman beheads mira yeah it's pretty crazy
2: <laughs> i was like holy crap that's graphic yeah uh, uh,
1: flashpoint's <laughs> cool i i almost want like i would love to get a flashpoint movie but like forget about the flashpoint stuff like just in that universe um give me a movie about you know thomas wayne batman and give me a movie about the war between demascara and and um atlantis with aquaman and, and wonder woman fighting and i'd be fine with it i mean it it <laughs> be is so cool oh it's so cool even it could a series be legit done now yeah it, legit it could, be could be done, done in a, a movie series. form now
2: yeah um, but no i i concur
1: but yeah, so she's a she's a super cool character. There was some some cool things. That, so yeah, Zabelle is located in the Bermuda our Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. I was just talking about it today because someone said they were going to fly over it, and I told them Cthulhu was going to get them. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, she's done some really cool stuff, and like her and Aquaman, where they've been back and forth, and she like I think Aquaman's cheated on her at one point in a comic um, with. Another character. It was when it was the. Um, oh my gosh, the what's his face? David. I have the the book right here. Give me one second. I want to remember the writer's name. Uh, the Peter David run. So he he ends up hooking up with Dolphin um, and and breaking that up but you know it's been rewritten soon, throughout and they've kind of come back and they are a really strong relationship it's just like anything where there there can be no perfect relationships that exist they always have to have some sort of drama cuz that's how media works um but yeah she was super powerful she was she became a red lantern at one point um she's been a justice league member she has done all sorts of stuff um and it's a little bit of a bummer i think like that, you know, people are terrible because I actually really liked her live action portrayal. I think they did a really good job with it. Um, despite how goofy the wig looked, I think she did, I think it was, she was shown very well. Um, but yeah, she is, she's an awesome character. I really hope she does get recast and not just written off. Um, yeah, that would you know, be a shame. I, I would be fine with that. Um, but so in the other sense, so she has actually been in an Aquaman co- an Aquaman costume. Um, but the cool things that I wanted to talk about, what, or ironically, so I picked the, her a little bit before we co- recorded this episode. So I actually didn't know this, um, but last week she actually finally got her first um, title, you know, comic book. Um, so she's currently Mira Queen of Atlantis is out. Um, it just came out in February 28th. Um, so she's actually got her own like short mini series where she's the title character. Um, and I think that's kind of cool that we're highlighting this and the artwork for it is awesome. Her costume is more like her traditional costume, but it's got some of the Aquaman vibe and where he has the A, she has the M on her belt. And I really, really like the art design for this. Um I really like this character. She's had some awesome costumes. She's had some awesome art, uh, and I think she can be a really cool character. Um, so there is that issue. There is also um, Mira Tidebreaker, which is a comic for young adult or a, a novel for young adults, which I think is pretty cool and talks about um, some of her stuff. There's the like I said, the new Mira Queen of Atlantis. Um, I love her her role in the trench storyline which is just one of my favorite aquaman storylines to begin with um i think she has a really great role in that really great character and she gets to show off quite a bit um and then i believe i'm not gonna remember um but the rebirth run of um aquaman versus uh, ocean master is really really great um, and she has a pretty cool role in Aquaman 2016 in the underworld storyline. Um, cause everyone thinks Aquaman is dead and she's kind of filling that spot. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then any of the issues you can find, I don't have them enlisted in, in front where she's actually leading Atlantis is pretty awesome. Um, uh, but definitely she's a character that, that deserves a little more love. She is hyper powerful, um, and listed in some of the top women, um, and she's been I would love to see her in a video game um, with more of the water abilities. I would love to see her in some more stuff. You know, she's been in some of the animated films briefly and, and stuff like that. Um, but I would I would love to see this character kind of get the appreciation she deserves. And it seems like it with this new issue. um and I think we're in that time where like, especially with DC Comics, like the girls are shining right now. They have the DC Superhero Girls TV show. Um, they have all of these other things coming up. Um, and you know, we just had uh, the Birds of Prey movie. And I think DC is really pushing this like girl power. And they do have a really awesome and not huge cast of female characters, um, but all that are, have like a really great history. And I would love to see them continue to push forward. Um, I would love to see more poison ivy. I'd love to see more Mira and, and and an extended list of some of the other characters I could I could talk about as well. But yeah,
2: yeah, it's not bad. No, it's uh, yeah, Mira, great character. I'm glad you chose it. I'm glad I'm glad you chose somebody because I had some I had some research down for some other characters and. Uh but no, I'm I'm relatively more familiar with Mira because of her movie appearance and uh no just an excellent female character to spotlight for this month. So so yeah, I think that just about wraps it up uh for this next week. Next week we are supposed to add our at least our third, our brand Yay. new co host. Uh we are going to be adding our good friend Micah to the panel discussion he'll be joining the panel with us next week he already he already told me what character he wants to do too um and we'll keep that safe and locked down but um so that's the plan for next week i don't know when our rumored fourth one is going to be starting with us but uh at least we're getting panel discussion member number three uh with you so we're actually more of a panel and adding a lot more to the discussion aspect
1: yeah so man. I'm super excited for what these other guys bring to the table. Uh, And I can't wait.
2: No, you and me both. You and me both. I got to get in touch with him and get everything all ironed out for next week. But regardless, going to be some good stuff happening. Don't forget, we are at UBCon this year, end of April. Uh, I forgot what the dates were, but. uh,
1: 25th, 26th, and 27th. I got you.
2: They much appreciated. So we'll be there. Make sure you stop by. Uh, unfortunately, they are not allowing people, uh, kids, teens under the age of 18 years old. Uh, it's still working. Out. <laughs> they're still working on it. They may or may not. But uh, as of right now, they're not doing it. But regardless, we're going to be there. We're going to be around uh, myself, Greg and uh, a hodgepodge of third, uh, of third know, people throughout the weekend.
1: Um, shades from Squad Wipe will be there for most of the weekend um and then we'll have a couple people hopping in and out we'll have and we have some awesome free swag that'll be there especially from squad white gaming um so if you come see us we'll throw stuff at you
2: <laughs> not a bad incentive not a bad incentive but good things on the her- what's that
1: what's said, that? it might not be a guy throw it will just be stuff
2: <laughs> still not a bad incentive But regardless, very, very good things on the horizon for us here at the panel discussion. Once again, we appreciate your listenership and we will on behalf of Greg and I, we will talk to you next week right here on the network.
0: should we tell the people about our new show our new show yes not back issues not hardly awesome no this is chris and anthony just can't stop hey man we just can't stop can't stop won't stop never gonna stop that's right we're back bicbp-radio.com they should go listen to it right now they really should where can they listen to it bicbp-radio.com b-i-c-b-p-dash-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop 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 till they drop that's right that's the kind of freestyles you're going to get from Anthony on Chris and Anthony just can't stop at b-i-c-b-dash-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop b-i-c-b-dash-radio.com Chris and Anthony just can't stop Chris I think we should stop with the commercial alright